This is KGNU's Morning Magazine for Thursday, March 9th of 2023. I'm your host, Shannon Young. Coming up on today's program, we'll hear about a bill that's moving through the state legislature that aims to provide a balanced legal framework around evictions. Then, Radio Nibbles host John Lindorf will be in the studio with a guest to catch us up on local food news. A BBC News update is at the bottom of the hour. After that, it's Black Talk with Michelle Simpson. Then at 9.30, Greg Schultz will be in the Boulder studio for the Morning Sound Alternative. That's all still ahead, but first a look at the headlines with KGN News, Stacey Johnson. Colorado lawmakers in the House advanced a bill out of committee Wednesday that aims to require insurance companies to offer a variety of homeowner policies, including repair and replacement coverage, extended replacement, and inflation protection. The stated aim of the bill is to combat underinsurance of homes in disaster-prone areas. House Bill 1174 would also require the Colorado Division of Insurance to hire an independent third party to compile an annual report that provides estimates of reconstruction costs for every region of the state. Colorado would be the first state to compile such data for homeowners, according to CBS Colorado. State Insurance Commissioner Mike Conway says the data will help homeowners know if their insurance estimates are aligned with the value of their homes. House Bill 1174, whose primary sponsor is Representative Judy Amablay of Boulder, will next go to the House Appropriations Committee. Colorado lawmakers also met this week to look into rising utility costs in the state. In Tuesday's meeting, State Senate President Steve Fenberg questioned Colorado public utility models following a steep increase in utility rates. The committee aims to address why utility bill rates have been climbing while utility company profits and applications for energy assistance are high. Colorado public utilities operate under the regulatory compact, meaning Excel Energy can essentially operate as a monopoly while keeping consumer prices reasonable. The Colorado House passed a bill Wednesday that aims to cap out-of-pocket costs for EpiPens. EpiPens are the trademark auto-injector medicine that counters severe allergic reactions. Along with requiring insurance companies to cap the out-of-pocket cost, House Bill 1002 would also provide an affordability program for uninsured Coloradans. Sponsors to the bill say although EpiPens cost $8 to make, a two-pack costs $690 without insurance and they also expire after 12 months. According to the Denver Gazette, nearly 566,000 Coloradans have life-threatening food allergies, including just over 100,000 minors. Golden West, a Boulder-based nonprofit that provided assisted living care at its mezzanine center, completed its closure March 4th. The organization told the Boulder Reporting Lab that all of the center's former 33 residents, which included longtime Boulder residents, have moved and scattered to different parts of Colorado, including one person moving to Washington, D.C. Golden West announced in January it had to shut down the mezzanine because of financial reasons. Residents and staff told the Boulder Reporting Lab the transition was emotional and challenging as many residents struggled to find another place they could afford. The mezzanine home was one of the last in Boulder to accept Medicaid, and according to county officials, at least four assisted living centers in Boulder County have closed in the last year. The Colorado Attorney General released a report Wednesday on the ease of ordering illegal drugs through social media. KGNU's Jimmy Sirfoss has more. Social media platforms and apps like Facebook, Snapchat, and WhatsApp were all reportedly hotspots for drug trafficking in the 128-page report. 
It also detailed ways customers and dealers communicated through code like emojis that were symbols for different types of drugs. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser said that the report shows that the platforms have been inconsistent in their approach to halt the trafficking of illegal substances on their sites. Companies like TikTok, Meta, and Snapchat already have guidelines prohibiting the advertisement of illegal substances on their site, but not enough is being done to completely solve the issue. Weiser has urged social media companies to look further into the matter and create stricter guidelines to fight it. Nearly 2,000 Coloradans died from drug overdoses in 2021, and the current report identifies social media apps as a primary marketplace for acquiring illegal substances. For KGNU, I'm Jimmy Searfoss. The selection committee to the new voter-approved Boulder Library District is accepting applications for community members who live in the district to become part of the seven-member board of trustees. The new board will help develop the initial governance and district budget. It will also coordinate the transferring of Boulder Library's assets and liabilities from the city of Boulder. The district includes the city of Boulder and unincorporated parts of Boulder County. Members to the selection committee include Boulder County Commissioners Claire Levy and Marta Lochman, Boulder Mayor Aaron Brockett, and City Council Person Nicole Spear. Interested applicants must apply by 5 p.m. on March 29th at the Library District webpage of the Boulder County website. New libraries are underway in cities across the Front Range. The Boulder Library Foundation announced Wednesday the rescheduled groundbreaking for the new North Boulder Library will occur next month. Library officials originally planned the event for mid-February, but delayed it due to cold and snowy conditions. The new 11,000-square-foot building, slated for 4500 13th Street, will have a public plaza, an outdoor makerspace, a playground, and a learning garden. For other regional library news, construction crews in downtown Greeley are nearing completion of the 62,000-square-foot Library Innovation Center, or LINK for short. The Link Building, which is at the former location of the Greeley Tribune, is part of the Well County High Plains Library District. High Plains officials expect the building will open in May. Thornton is also getting a new library. Thornton officials broke ground on the new 40,000-square-foot community center last month. The new facility will include a 10,000-square-foot branch of the Anythink Library. Along with recreation and library spaces, plans for the new building include a coffee lounge, teen area, and a community makerspace. Outdoor amenities include playing fields, a skate park, and a meditation garden. The Denver East High School chapter of Students Demand Action is hosting a gun violence summit today starting at 5.30 p.m. at the Butcher Concert Hall of the Denver Performing Arts Complex. Organizers say students have had to face shootings of two students this year alone, including one that resulted in the death of classmate Luis Garcia. State Representatives Elizabeth Epps, Alex Valdez, and State Senator Chris Hansen, along with school administrators and law enforcement, will join the summit to discuss the ongoing gun safety crisis in schools. Planners are requiring attendees to go through security check-in upon arrival. For today's weather, the National Weather Service says there will be mostly sunny skies, breezy winds, and a high of 52 degrees for Denver and 50 degrees for Boulder and Fort Collins. Wind gusts could range from 30 to 45 miles per hour. Tonight, skies will be partly cloudy with a low of 20 degrees for Fort Collins, 24 degrees for Boulder, and 26 degrees for Denver. Tonight's winds could gust as high as 22 miles per hour. For KGNU, I'm Stacy Johnson. 
You are listening to The Morning Magazine on KGNU. I'm your host, Shannon Young. A bill making its way through the state legislature aims to tackle a piece of Colorado's housing crisis by protecting renters who have kept up their part of lease agreements from evictions without just cause. House Bill 1171, also known as the Just Cause Eviction Act, has been advancing through committee hearings with the support of several grassroots organizations. One of those organizations is 9to5 Colorado, an advocacy group representing working women and mothers. KGNU's Dave Ashton spoke with two women from the group, Director Cecia Guardarama Trejo and member Jesse Crone. What does Just Cause Eviction mean? Just cause evictions are tenant protections that outline the legal grounds on which a landlord can evict a tenant or refuse to renew a tenant lease. Um, Right now in Colorado, landlords do not have to give you a reason, nor do they have to renew your lease or give you a reason why they're not renewing your lease. So most of the time, just cause protections are really there to make sure that there's a legal reason, right? We have this phrase saying that you are being evicted for a reason and not just because um, hmm. they want to or just because you complained or um, had an issue about maintenance, for example. And so we want to make sure that there are legal grounds for eviction, including instances where it might be through no fault of uh, no fault eviction. Right. So that means the building might be getting sold or it might be demolished or there is a change of use. and so. Even when in those instances, you are still going to be displaced. And right now we have no protections around notice or timeline or any form of compensation for the displacement that your family is going to be facing. Jesse, I'd like to bring you into the conversation as a person working with 9 to 5 Colorado. And how does this impact you? Why have you chosen this as an area of focus? Well. I almost died, and my daughter was days away from being permanently adopted to a foster family when I got into temporary housing. Um, I became homeless because the landlord decided that they were not going to accept uh, payment from me for the current month of rent and a payment between two other agencies for the other month of rent. I wasn't asking him to take less money. I wasn't asking to pay less than what we owed. I was asking for a valid source and resource to be able to be available, and I was denied. Instead, he chose to evict us, and hey, he proceeded to rent the house for twice what he was charging, so now I I figured out the real motivation behind it, so to speak, in a really nasty and surprising way. I just want to make sure that more families are able to stay together and have the rights that they deserve. The Just Cause Eviction Bill isn't just for renters' rights. It also protects the landlords and by circumstances or needing family members to come home. Those are all understandable. The difference is it would make them accountable. It wouldn't just be that they can evict you because, as she had said before, you would had some sort of disagreement with repairs that weren't done or even an advance that was turned down. If there is a tenant 
that doesn't like their landlord and they decide to leave, they have to make appropriations and usually pay for breaking the lease early. I would like to see that be standard if it was the other way around. What are some of the components for Colorado's just cause um, bill that is being proposed right now? One of the biggest things is making sure that we clearly define allowable reasons for eviction, including when a tenant has not done anything to initiate the eviction, right? So we want to be very clear that, you know, if you don't pay your rent, if there's a substantial lease violation, none of that is going to change. Landlords will still be able to proceed with an eviction. However, just cause evictions should be specific and narrow, um, for example, to make sure that when there's a no-fault eviction, such as no a non-renewal of a lease at the end of the term, you need to have a reason, right? And you can't use someone filing a complaint against maintenance issues um, as a form to end their lease, right? That would then be considered a form of retaliation making sure that if there's going to be a conversion or demolition to the unit or any substantial repairs that make the unit unsafe to live in, um, that then there needs to be specific timeline requirements and proper written notice in English and in Spanish to those tenants that are going to be impacted. In some circumstances, they would also have to provide relocation assistance based on how long you've lived here. The amounts vary as well. Um, we know we've heard from members having to spend over $6,000 just because they've had to move so much because either their lease wasn't renewed or whatever other reason that they had to leave their place. And I think we can all relate to how difficult A, it can be to find housing and B, how expensive it can be, right? So if it's through a no-fault eviction, um, like some of the circumstances that I named, then there should be proper and proper time and notice to allow the tenant to move out and find new housing and also relocation assistance. Of course, if, if the landlord has an immediate family member moving in or they themselves are moving back into, let's say, a house that they were renting, those timelines look a little bit different and accommodate to them. But still, um, this, you know, the tenant still deserves to get proper notification and proper time to move out. And so we want to make sure that there's written notice that at the end of a lease term, landlords are not able to just say, well, I'm not renewing your lease and that they don't give you a reason why they're doing that. And so we just want to make sure that there's, you know, additional guidelines. That was Cecia Guardarama Trejo and Jesse Crone of 9 to 5 Colorado speaking with KGNU's Dave Ashton about House Bill 1171, the Just Cause Evictions Act. Up next is Radio Nibbles. You know what that means. It's time for Radio Nibbles with John Lindorf, and he is in the studio live and direct with me today with a special guest. Good morning, John. Good morning, Shannon, and uh, good morning to uh, everybody out there uh, sitting around the, the gigantic uh, KGNU kitchen table in Boulder and uh, who knows, around the world. If, if you're in An Antarctica, by all means, message us. Uh, and today uh, we have a, a, a special guest here. Uh, 
who answers the question basically who doesn't love a bargain when you are dining out uh, given the rising food prices and uh, all that stuff and uh, my guest is uh, Eddie Connors he is uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Goodie Bag uh, which is a new Boulder app platform uh, that uh, gets uh, essentially uh, leftover good food from restaurants and food businesses to uh, uh, you. Uh, welcome. John, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So uh, explain uh, a little bit about where uh, where the idea came from, because it's born in Boulder. It, it is. I'd, I'd love to. <clears throat> Pardon me there, clearing my throat. Um, yeah, so Goodie Bag came essentially out of a startup competition that was hosted by CU Boulder. So I myself am a recent graduate of the Leeds School of Business um, here in Boulder, and our co-founder, um, or two, both of our co-founders, the other one is a CU graduate, and the third is a Boulder native himself. And so as students, it's uh, evident that trying to get a quality meal can can break your wallet and uh, break your bank. And during this program, we ideated a solution to not only provide more affordable food options for um, our peer group and, and other people in the community, um, but also help combat this issue of food waste that's so prevalent here um, in the United States and is a challenge that we face globally. And uh, who are your partners? Uh, Luke Siegert and Ethan Mills. And... Um so how does how does Goodie Bag uh, work? So from a customer viewpoint, you open our platform and you'll get notified when a local uh, food store, whether it's a restaurant, a bakery, or grocer, when they have perfectly good food that went unsold, they can list it on our platform and you can purchase that at a minimum fifty percent cheaper for pickup. And sometimes quite a bit more. Exactly. Um, and so. Um, what are the the local businesses that are signed up for it right now? Yeah, so we launched officially January second of this uh -huh. year. So um, we're we're very new. I'm only a little over two months yeah. into the game here. Um, but we partnered first with Barchetta, a local pizzeria on Seventeenth and Walnut. Right. Um, great spot if you haven't tried it yet, with some great ownership. And they uh, they they were our our first partner. We have since expanded to seven shops here in Boulder. And you have a great harvest uh, bread company. Exactly. And you just added Nude Foods Market, which means uh, there could be uh, bargains on um, produce or other other groceries. Exactly, John. Nude Foods is our first grocer. And then uh, Whole Soul, uh, Vitality Bowls, uh, Pupusas. Pupusas Lover 2. Yep, a new Salvadorian spot here in Boulder, uh, as well uh, as the Corner and Pizza Pie on the Hill. Uh, all right, so um, you get an alert that tells you that uh, Barchetta has uh, a goodie bag available, which could be cost how much? A big bag is six bucks. Okay, and uh, you, you know, and you, you click on it, you want it. And uh, you pay for it, and you go and pick it up. Here's the catch. Um, you don't know what's in the bag. But who doesn't love a good surprise, John? Exactly. So uh, <laughs> you know it's from uh, a restaurant that you like. You know it's going to be a great deal. Um, but the, there's sort of a, a few little provisos to it. Um, you, you click on it, first come, first serve. You go pick it up. Uh, no, you can't sit at the restaurant and eat it. No, 
you know, you can't have them warm it up for you. I mean, it's designed to, to go, uh, and and that's. Uh, but you don't know what it is. That's that's correct, John. It's a it's a way for you as a customer to get that same quality food, minimum fifty percent cheaper, and. So long as uh, as as you're one who's a fan of a good deal, goodie bag will uh, will become a part of your daily feeding routine. The beauty of it for restaurants, food businesses, is that they there's a you know I know from personal experiences a vast amount of waste. There's food at the end of the night uh, that comes off of steam tables or leftover slices of pizza. The other thing I heard uh, from uh, folks. Um, by the way, my Nibbles column today is all about goodie bag if you want more details. Um, but they say, you know, I mean, it's it's perfectly good food that otherwise would end up it in the landfill. So it helps them. It cuts food waste and uh, it targets uh, food insecurity amongst the the younger population, especially. But it's not limited to that. To to any population, John, and and that's that's what we're noticing um, just with the traction we're getting is that. We're we're not we're 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 spanning age groups with people who use goodie bag and and we're happy and excited about that and it really is a win win model right these local shops they get an extra opportunity to earn revenue on this good food and then customers get this great deal but then it's also including the planet as a stakeholder which businesses to date have have neglected to do so um, leading us into this this climate that that we have that we're facing today and part of the inspiration with goodie bag was to create that company that inherently in the value it provides <clears throat> it leads us to a more sustainable future right and um this really um is some some folks might wonder well why don't why don't you just donate the food uh to the homeless shelter or another organization and i think the answer to that is that um, that's a whole separate function in terms of prepared food, and usually it needs to be in quantity. What this means is that uh, if a place has a, a power bowl, you know, quinoa and pokey or whatever, and uh, it wasn't supposed to have pokey on it, uh, they can immediately put it in a bag, offer it for sale, a single item, and have it uh, go out the door. And the and the the food business recoups some of the the money that was uh, spent on that. Better said than me, John. Yes. Well, hopefully they don't you know <laughs> yell at the person that screwed up the order too much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so eventually, uh, you know, you have seven uh, food businesses now. Yeah, seven but, active here in Boulder, uh, and but there, there's a bunch more that are. Are thinking about it yes we, we've we have many uh, many others interested that that we've ta been talking with and uh, eventually uh, the platform could get uh, reproduced in other college towns a hundred percent we we plan on on growing this to other college towns nationwide and um, what better place to start than, than here in Boulder Colorado well it seems like uh, it would be perfect for uh, a place like Fort Collins Yes. For instance, which, uh, as I understand it, has more pizzerias per square mile than, you know, most places on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll ha I'd have to put my college rivalry aside, but yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love to serve Colorado, uh, Fort Collins. Um, you know, Eddie, uh, traditionally on uh, Radio Nibbles, uh, I get asked, uh, what's the best thing you ate lately? 
and I, I could certainly come up with something, but I'd rather ask you, what have you uh, eaten lately that uh, impressed you? Ah, great question, John. As a, as a young entrepreneur, I've, um, I'm, I'm a fan of my own product, so I've, I've been on a, a goodie bag diet recently, <laughs> and one of the new goodie bags I tried was, was from Nude Foods, actually, and it was a, a tabola salad, um, which was very, very delicious, um, filling, and uh, only three bucks. Tabuli, yes, and there's a small version of goodie bag too. Uh, thank you so much, my my guest today, Eddie Connors from Goodie Bag. If you read my column today in the Boulder Weekly, you can get a lot more details and uh, see the link to the app. And uh, happy shopping. That's all the time we have for today's Morning Magazine. I've been your host and producer, Shannon Young. Special thanks to Stacey Johnson, Alyssa Palazzo, Jimmy Searfoss, Alexis Kenyon, Dave Ashton, and John Lindorf for their contributions to today's program. Stay tuned for Black Talk. That's coming up on the other side of the BBC News headlines. <laughs>